Hello, my name is Janice B. Gordon. This is Scale Your Sales Podcast. Welcome to the Scale Your Sales Podcast, listed number nine of 42 best podcasts for every sales professional in 2021. I am Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert, recommended by LinkedIn as one of 15 innovative sales influencers to follow in 2021. In this episode, my guest talks about how we need to drive customers down the path to mutual co-creation. We talked about strategic, or as we call it here in the UK, key account management. And it's all about adapting to all of the disruptions. But the key thing is that your customers are also having to deal with the same issues. So there's an element of empathy there that actually helps to build the relationship. My next guest is the managing director and has led for the last six years the Strategic Account Management Association, SAMA. Prior to this, he worked at Strider Electric for 35 years, starting as a sales engineer and then retiring as a global solutions VP for the life sciences and retail segments. Hello and welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, Harvey. Thank you very much, Janice. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's wonderful to have you and it's great to be able to talk about a bit about strategic or key account management, as we say, this side of the pond. <laughs> um, first of all, can you tell me um, what is the focus of the Strategic Account Management Association? We are a community of best practice. We really focus on identifying B2B companies and they come to us and want to better their key account management activities or strategic account management or SAMA. So I, well, I go back and forth depending on who I'm speaking to, but for the purposes of this conversation, it's the same. And it's basically how do you become essential to your largest and most important customers. And you know the, the bar is at the stage where the customer sees you as a, their trusted advisor. You're not just a supplier. You're not just a solution provider. When they're thinking and planning and looking ahead and looking at the direction that they wanna go, often they'll include you in that and uh, you know, get your feedback and input and how you can help and you know the, the role of the key account manager is to understand where the customer is trying to go and help them get there. That's to keep it simple. I've heard it said that uh, account managers very much focused on the renewal, the upsell, the cross-sell. So kind of almost internally focused because that's who they're employed by. You're there to build that relationship. So we it's as a channel we can funnel things through. And then you've got the um, customer success managers, which is a whole new area that, that's um, growing in sales and enterprise sales. Um, and they're very much focused on the success of the customer, the customer's ex experience and what the customer wants to achieve. So would you say that the two are 
kind of diverging or would you say that actually that's not the right definition of a, 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 an account manager? Well, certainly what we recommend and what best practice is, there is no divergence. The key account manager is responsible for the relationship with the customer, for the activities that you are doing with the customer, and for activities yet to come, yet to be discovered. We talk a lot about value co-creation, and, and it's about understanding what the customer is valuing, and, and what you can do to help them get to where they want to go as a company faster. So the key account manager never leaves. And the customer success manager or managers, and sometimes these look like subject matter experts. They can look more administrative or project management oriented. You know, that team is fluctuating, but a, a key account manager cannot do the job by themselves. I mean, typically, a key account, they're your largest and most important customers. And, you know, maybe uh, I'll go back just a moment. What started SAMA was in 1964, some very large chemical companies, DuPont, Dow, et cetera, got together and they were talking about their largest customers. And those customers at that time were handled by the CEO. The CEOs of these major companies had accounts, their pet accounts, and they were the most important customers in the CEO's mind. And so the CEO personally took care of them. Well, by the 60s, uh, the job of CEO had just grown to the point that they couldn't do it anymore. And so the CEO decided he needed to delegate the accounts and he delegated them. They created strategic account management and created a, uh, at that time it was called NAMA, the National Account Management Association to help develop the profession and the discipline of key account management. So these were the CEO's accounts. These were the customers you can't afford to lose. And that has not changed to date, you know, 55 years later, over 55 years later, that's still, these are the customers that you can't afford to lose. You stay with them. You, you embed, immerse yourself in them as a key account management. You help your team. You, you can't do it by yourself because these, you know, I, I often tell people, imagine Amazon Web Services, for example, as being your customer. They've got a global footprint and then some. <laughs> One person can't cover it all. It's a team sport. So it's and, and, and you don't leave. You're, you know, from the day you're assigned to that customer to the day you're retire or get promoted or what, whatever your career progression may take you, you stick with that customer and you put them at the center of everything you're doing. You put them at the center of what your company's trying to do. And figure out how you can help the customer. And I, last comment, sorry, long answer. It's a bit like a movie. And the customer is 
the hero or heroine. And your job is to help them deal with the adversity that they inevitably face or the opportunities that they, that they might not have even thought of up to this point and help them get to where they're going. Mm-hmm. You're just there to help. Excellent. And that's your focus is to focus on them and help them get to where they want to go. There's a shocking statistic on your your site, on the Samara site, saying that 71% of B2B customers report being willing to switch suppliers whenever necessary. And I thought that's quite shocking. Shocking that it's on a, a key account site and it's around key accounts because, just as you've said, as a uh, uh, an account manager, you're there for life. You're with the customer for life. But if the customer is willing to switch, there's something that's going wrong in such a high percentage of customers. How how would you deal with that? Well, you know, when you're when you're uh, first of all, it starts with account selection, and customers get to run their business and deal with suppliers the way they want to. That's their right. We can't tell them how to do this. And and we often think there's a, is it called the Kralik matrix? Mm -hmm. Where we know that procurement at these customers is evaluating their their suppliers and putting them in boxes, (laughs) quite literally. And the boxes are, vendor, preferred supplier, solution provider, and trusted advisor. I mean, there's basically four spots that you can live and very few ever get to the trusted advisor area. But for the key account manager, that is their objective is to become the trusted advisor to their customers. So when you're looking at a large group of customers, this is often in marketing or the strategic account team is looking at their customers, you're looking at all your customers and saying, who are the customers we can't afford to lose? What opportunity do we have to grow with them? And how well do our cultures and uh, approaches to business mesh? And when when you find that basically tick those boxes, those become your strategic accounts. So there's a willingness to partner. And, you know, that everybody gets the opportunity that when you, you know, you want, you also want somebody who's growing, their company's growing, their industry's growing, because, you know, this is a growth strategy for your company. And everybody gets that bit. They all understand the opportunity and the opportunity for growth. Share of wallet, width of wallet, what's our opportunity? I hear all that all the time. Then I say, what's their willingness to partner? And often there's silence to the people I'm spoke. What do you mean willingness to partner? So what if you needed data to, to be able to run a project and, and actually co-create value with the customer where you had to share information and share data. What's their willingness to share information? Often the question, silence. It's like, or, oh, they won't. I mean, 
it's almost impossible to get it in. It's like, then they're probably not a good candidate. So you're looking for customers that are willing to engage with you, are willing to, and you, you earn this trust, of course, over time, but if you need to meet with somebody and the customer at a higher level, are you able to get that meeting? Will the people that you're working with sponsor you to be able to meet at the C-level or with the right business unit leader or with the right operations leader? You know, these are all signs that, of the customer. So you, you can't do strategic account management with everyone. You need to be selective. And I often describe it as building a portfolio it's like a stock portfolio. These are growth stocks. Who are, the, who are these customers that are going to help lead us into the future and give a uh, it's mutual value co-creation. Value will be co-created for the customer, but co-creating value for your company as well. That's the role of the SAM. It's the best and hardest job in the world as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> The Scale Your Sales um, framework, one of the key focuses on, on retain, retention and growth, but also to really understand who are your key customers, the 80-20. And what I find intriguing and in many of the companies um, that I work in, they may know who are their key customers, but they don't know who are their future key customers. <laughs> because in five years, it, it, that whole environment can change as we, we know. And they haven't really done deep analysis as to why these customers are their key customers. And it's often down to volume and value, you know, the obvious things. But, you know, those things can, can change very quickly. Rather around, I really love what you said about their willingness to co-create. You know, what opportunities are there to innovate new innovations together you know and and what is the how much their culture actually matches they don't look beyond the obvious ones of volume and, and value and that's where a customer could be your customer five ten years from now by having those things because volume and value is you know the said can change and i would think that uh, you, the pandemic has had a massive change on this. So what, what's your experience and view about how the pandemic has changed the whole fabric of strategic management? Well, it's, you know, I learned this. Uh, in fact, I, I got my best lesson while I was in the UK running our uh, buildings business for Schneider Electric. And we had, uh, at that time, there was a crisis, the dot-com crisis around 2001, 2002. And we had uh, five large system integrators that uh, were worked with us to basically create unique solutions for uh, data centers. And four of those five customers basically took all of their existing customers and more or less moved them off to the side and focused 100% on this new evolving market of data centers and building data centers and you know their electrical requirements were massive. So it was a wonderful business for us and for them until the dot-com crisis came and overnight, 
investment in data centers stopped. It just stopped. I, I, people walked off job sites in London and other places in the UK and the business went away. Four out of the five went back to their old existing customers, but those customers had moved on. The one company that thrived as a result of this, you know, it was a like a pandemic in 2001, a data center pandemic at the time. That customer that of ours took care of his most important customers first. He reserved capacity and made sure that those customers that had got him to where he was, in fact, and where his business was, he took care of and prioritized. If he had spare capacity and he could do a data center project, of course, he would, he would fit those in. But he never lost sight of the customers that made his business. So it's it's a two-way street. And the, you know, he cared about those customers. He would not abandon them, even though there was short-term riches to be made over here. He never lost the focus on what's the core of my business. So market share, and we know this, there's been several consultant studies. Most market share changes right now when there's a pandemic and a global supply chain crisis and hospitals being overrun and COVID and all those, I mean, you know, the amount of disruption that's taking place now is the most I've ever seen anywhere. We've all been sent home. Everybody in the key account management world has been sent home to do one of the hardest jobs in the world virtually. New skills had to be learned. Companies are transforming very, very quickly as a result of this. There will be winners. And those winners don't just win the short run. There was a recent data from a study from McKinsey that said the effect of the market share shift that will happen right now between the winners and the losers is that it'll last for seven to 10 years going forward. You build this momentum because you picked the right customers and partnered with the right customers. And that momentum not only carries you through the next 10 years, but it grows. And that, so I challenge people when I speak with them now, you're gonna be a winner coming out of this pandemic or a loser? And now is the time to invest in your cost, to know which customers to invest your time in and to uh, give them everything you've got. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So what's your view in the way that the customer's experience impacts sales? Oh, absolutely. It's, and, and the customer's, having to change. You know, I, I try to, we all get so wrapped up into how, I mean, all of us were sent home. We're working from home. I'm speaking to you from my home. Like every strategic account manager and everybody in the world is, is doing right now. And you get 
you know, there's a lot of things that affect you. You have to learn how to do your job differently, how to work with a customer virtually. We find that, you know, meetings that where I, I used to be able to go to the customer and maybe spend a day there. Some people, some key account managers, strategic account managers had an office at their customer. Some had several offices where as they were visiting important sites and various people, they were able to go. All gone. All gone. So it, you tend to get very, uh, you withdraw within yourself and you know, start to get focused on all these difficulties that you're having. What people forget is exactly the same things happening to the people that you're interfacing with at the customer. They're not able to travel. They're not welcoming people to come in and visit them. They're working from home. Procurement professionals are working from home because it does, it's not safe to go to work. You really have to keep your head in the game and understand what's happening and adapt and adjust, be empathetic because you can build relationships now that you couldn't build before. I mean, I actually like it when I hear a baby cry or a dog bark or somebody's little child comes running in and says, daddy, daddy, I just got, or mommy, mommy, look, I just got a, a, a good uh, grade on this test I took or whatever. We're showing up as humans now, not somebody with the corporate trappings and the fancy car and the office with the wonderful view and all those things. We're just people going to work and trying to do the best we can and do the best for our families and the best for our companies and the best for our careers. And it's easy, you know, you can build stronger relationships now than you could before because before people wouldn't let that facade be penetrated. It was a way of keeping distance. It's a great, it's a great time to be a strategic or key account manager. <laughs> but a lot of people, it's, you've got to remind yourself, it you know, doesn't mean it's easy, it's no. hard. No, yeah. no. So Harvey, who is your hero or shero? Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting a gentleman whose name is Frederick Kahn. And Frederick works for a company that is in the pharmaceutical industry, Wavelength, manufacturing and they make the active pharmaceutical ingredients that go into a lot of uh, drugs. So uh, many times the pharma companies outsource the uh, production of these active pharmaceutical ingredients and you know they bring that ingredient in, they make the pill, they put it in a bottle and then they ship it off. So anyway Frederick Frederick, it turns out, has been very active in the uh, private equity marketing market. So he's gone from, um, he's a serial SAM program developer. And he's been seven or eight companies that he's been with at this point in time and built the SAM programs there. And the reason he's my hero is, is that he has boiled down 
strategic account management leadership down to two fundamental principles. He said, if your customer satisfaction is growing with your strategic accounts and your employee satisfaction is growing, you're gonna have a great year. And you're going to have a series of great years as long as you can keep that momentum. It's kind of simple, isn't it? <laughs> you keep your customers happy and keep your employees happy and you'll be happy. And I, I just love it because I mean, I could talk for hours about KPIs and best practices and all those kinds of things, but <clears throat> to be able to boil it down to two fundamental and you know, Frederick's dream, he said, I, I love this. He said, my dream is I'm going to go with my CEO one day to a board meeting and we're only gonna talk about two things, customer satisfaction and how to improve it, employee satisfaction, how to improve it. I think it's interesting that with all of the um, uh, technology transformation that's essential and that has kind of grown up and accelerated with the pandemic, then actually it comes down to people. Still comes down to people, which is wonderful and I love. That's right. It's those uh, developments are wonderful, but what do they do? They help us be more productive and efficient so that we can help people be better people. Yeah. Help ourselves become a better per person and help our customers become uh, better suppliers to their customers. Excellent. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved talking to you, Harvey. So thank you so much for being a guest on Scale Your Sales podcast. It's wonderful, Janice, it, to meet a fellow lover of key account management and strategic account management and sales in general. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scale Your Sales podcast. If you like this discussion, feel free to listen to other episodes or watch the caption show on YouTube and subscribe to future episodes. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review on iTunes. Thank you.